Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage or Martinis. I'm Adam, here's Danielle. Hello. Alright, so we said we're going to do it, so we're going to do it, right? The Are you going to cry? <laughs> are you going to cry? I, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to ask me, I was going to ask you. Well, the good news is we've had a little time to remove ourselves from the situation mm. and like bounce back back a little bit yeah, we'll that see. might be a little the, no, not quite bounce back <laughs> no we're still we're still bouncing the back <laughs> hasn't quite happened yet yeah i want to say one thing sure um before we move on thousands and thousands of you have listened to our body image episodes either one two or three of them all three i don't know um two things number one please We've gotten very few ratings and reviews from these, and I would love, I know you would love also, if people would take a moment and go on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and leave us a rating and review. It really helps, um, and you know, I, I know that people were very grateful for those episodes. We loved doing them. They were, they've done so much for us, too. Uh, but if you could take a moment to do that, it would be amazing. Also, I, we put out the body image booklet which I think is such a great tool, whether it be for yourself, for yourself and your partner, um, to talk about it with people in your life, whatever it is, it's uh, $8.99 and it is worth it. Um, and it's a great way to support us if you could do that or the that with bundled with the date night questions, just awesome tools all around. So oh, please, I'm glad great you, ways to support us. Glad you got that out of the way now. Right. So we don't have to do it later. Well, I always wait till the end of the episode, but I feel like the end of the episode, right. people are like, okay, bye. Right. What? What's a moment? Is that a minute? Mm. Like, take a moment to do this? Does that mean like a minute? It's like a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever that means to just take that whenever you have some, f a, a little free, you know, like kind no, of I, like I tiny didn't know nook of time. Moment had a, you know, destinated oh, oh boy moment of time oh a destinated well, moment of you time. can't use the word in the description right right you can't, right all right so yeah just take a minute and do that for yeah, us yeah it's great. not even a minute it doesn't <laughs> right. even have to be a minute okay okay <laughs> all right so we're talking about our summer right? thus far <laughs> so far we're halfway through right it's almost well yeah but we're talking about the last few months okay so i made an outline oh shit <laughs> okay so this will we'll get into depth on some of these things throughout the episode, but this is just kind of the outline of our summer thus far, and uh, we'll go from there. Does that sound okay? I think so. <laughs> well, saying these things in like bulleted form <laughs> is that's how I do things. It's very out of context if you don't have the whole. Right, but right. Story. So we just kind of lay it out in bullet form and mm. then go from there. All right, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. <laughs> okay. All right. Number one, Domino adopts us. Does it? Did we ever talk about Domino before? Does anybody know who Domino is? Well, you probably is? have to tell them who Domino okay. is. Okay. The feral cat outside. Right. So this cat, our daughter loves. So she started feeding this cat outside, and. Every day, this cat would come to our house. She adopted us. She's now kind of our outside feral cat. Mm -hmm. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next. Mia goes next door where our neighbors are 
feeding and taking care of and getting shots for and doing all these things for all these feral cats and kittens, right? Mia goes next door, gets one, brings it home, right? Yeah, look, this is the very abridged version. I, that's what I'm doing. Okay. I'm just trying okay. to lay so it out there. So then I'm not going to add anything. Fine. I'm going to let you do your thing. His name is Momo, okay? Next, Domino has kittens in our backyard. <laughs> Literally props up onto our outdoor furniture and has her some kittens. Has her some kittens. And everybody, in, you and Mia, and you're blanketing them and covering them and feeding them and very comfortable in our backyard. Right? Well, we're trying our best. Okay. A few weeks pass by. We bring these two kittens that she had, that Domino has, into the house. So we adopt Domino's kittens into our home. Right? Well, I did try to get them adopted and nobody seemed very interested. Mm, you didn't try that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. So Momo is here. Mm-hmm. And now we have the two adopted kittens. Well, you didn't mention also that when Mo- we adopted Momo, he was very sick. Did we know that in the beginning? Oh, what? Well, he was playing like like right he away. He played a little bit, but he was pooping all over the house. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. What, I, I don't know a fucking thing about cats. Neither do I. Right. But so no. it's pooping over the house. He like, was. So did very, our dogs. No, he he was very sick when we got him and we with the hope that he was going to get better. OK. We fell in love with him very quickly, though, as sweet as can be. Okay. So we bring in these two kittens. A few weeks pass by. One of them dies. This is bullet point. This is all problematic. (laughs) This is bullet point. All problematic. (laughs) Next is we're dealing with the kids that one of them, his name was Rory. He died. Now the kids are going to camp, right? So all three are leaving in a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Fast forward a few days, we pick up Mia from her camp. Oh, for love of God. <laughs> Point eight. My vacation <laughs> starts. <laughs> um, the, the vacation that we were supposed to be alone for a week with no kids in the house. Two weeks. Well, I was supposed to be home for like a week and a couple days. It turned into more than that because of all the shit that happened. But I was going to be home for like a week and two days. Okay. There were no kids in the house. Now, Mia's home. <laughs> Bullet nine. We had to put Momo down. Mm-hmm. The poor cat was just mm-hmm. beyond. Mm-hmm. It, it just got to mm-hmm. the point. We had to do it. Well, the vet told us we had to yeah. do it. Now, at the same time, Ian having an awful experience away in California. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No? I just... It's too. We'll get into it. I, know. I just I'm just trying okay, to lay okay. it out here before. He didn't have an awful experience in California. Oh, he had an awful experience. No, uh, he... while whilst having an amazing experience at the same time. Okay, is okay. that fair? M- more fair ish. Okay, Jonah's doing great. He loves camp. Mm-hmm. Good. But we're still getting updates from him that he loves camp, but he's homesick. He did. Great. Okay, but when you're when as a mom, when you get a letter that says "I love camp, but I'm homesick," mm-hmm. you, the fa- the the fart, the part <laughs> you emphasize is, "Oh shit, he's homesick." Right. Even though I knew he was having a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there were other homesick kids. They went home. Everyone's homesick. Homesick of and course. happy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The surviving kitten Thumper is doing phenomenally. Love this cat. Thumping like a thumper <laughs> motherfucker. But, you know, he's like an indoor-outdoor cat. So now I'm worried about him because whenever I let him out, who knows what the fuck is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get into a fight with another cat? Is he going to get run over by a car? Is he going to run away? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna... So, like, there's that Right, we want to, like, keep level. him in a bubble. Y- yeah. Yeah. Like, we like this We're like, one. okay, this is... you. We liked all of them. Yeah, we did. Well, no, 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 but... Like, now we like this one. Well, no, like, this one seems like it's going to survive, and we need <laughs> him to like survive. It's, it's survive. like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> what do you mean? When all the other siblings had died. Oh, okay. And he goes out, and he's like, we got to save the last one. <laughs> right. It's like we're that. We're doing everything Everything. We can. We're like, um, Thumper, 
you are the saving fucking private Ryan. Like yeah. we know we will keep you alive at all costs. I don't care what it takes. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be doing well. He's a great little cat as far as I know about cats. Well, he still is. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right. All right. So that's kind of the end of my book. That's where we are today. Everybody's home now. All the boys, you know, the boys are home. Mm-hmm. He has been home, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and that's a few where we things are. that we're not going to talk about uh, for the sake of just people's privacy and yeah, stuff course. that happen that, you know, just don't need to be. Yeah. Sure. All right. So where do you want to go from there? Do you want to dive into like all those things? Do you want to move forward to the questions you asked? Like, where do you want to take this? Well, the first thing I want to say is that parenting episodes are tricky, right? Like we no, want to sh- anything is tricky. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But parenting podcast episodes, I feel like are tricky. Even when I post something on Instagram or whatever, like, look, everybody has their own parenting tactics. They, you know, it's a very, it's a very subjective thing. It's hard on everybody. And we do have kids who are very open. We, we have kids who are very open. Like they literally are the type who are like, I have therapy now, you know, like they, they don't get like. I'm not worried about the fact that we're talking about all of this. Well, look, Mia came out on this podcast. No, totally. We so have, our kids are very much like us. They're yeah. like, we want to share. Yeah. So, but I, you know, obviously also want to honor their privacy in some sense of as a parent. Of course. And as much as people are so supportive, mostly like, you know, 98% of people who listen to our podcast are so supportive and understanding. Look, there's always, of course, going to be people who judge and ridicule because that's just like the nature of things. So I just, you know, when doing this episode, I think I just need to say that if you don't think you can listen to a parenting episode without sitting in some kind of judgment, like, I think the fairest thing you can do is just turn it off right now. Oh, well, all right. This is like any other episode we've ever done. This is by far not advice in any way for anybody. This is just what we've been going through, our experience, and take it as you want. Right. You and know? as you just went through your bold, bullet-pointed list, we <laughs> only have a, a limited period of time this episode, so we're going to be giving, like, pieces and snippets and moments taken out of context and it's impossible in this amount to give the full story. So keep that in mind also. It's uh, like nobody wants to hear the full story. I mean Okay, but but when you take things out of context, sometimes they're like, you know, like, damn, that's what you know, that's what they said or that's what they did, or right. we can't possibly give the full story. So when you hear bits and pieces and snippets, just know it's not like the full story. And these past few months have <clears throat> I don't know about for you, but for me it's <clears throat> felt like years. Like, it's just felt so long, even though it wasn't. It was like in The Jerk when Steve Martin says, like, I know we've only known each other for four weeks and three days, but it seems like nine weeks and five days. <laughs> right. And that's how it feels, you know? Like the Have first, they seen The Jerk? The kids? Yeah. I think Ian has. Oh, I would love to watch that with them. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I would love to also. But, okay, so I just needed to say that because we... This is such specific personal stuff. I know our kids are like, dude, we don't give it, like, tell whatever you want. But I just want people to know that, you know, this is our lives. And, you know. Well, yeah. I'm, look, this summer, I think, for the most part, has been the most, there's so many words to use to describe this summer. I mean, you know, wasted, productive, mm-hmm. emotional I, I can't even think of mm-hmm. like off the top of my head mm-hmm. all the words I'm thinking, but you know, f- I don't even like I don't even know. Like, there's just so much about this summer, and it's only been a month, right? Like, it's not like for the last month of our lives, we've experienced more emotion in so many different ways. I think that probably than we ever have, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Okay. So, all right. Do you want to ex- like? get into any of that bullet point? Do you want to like move on and answer questions? All right. I, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on some of it. Look, okay. Domino came to us. You know, she's she's a very healthy cat. By the way, <laughs> I do want to get into a little bit of it because I do seem kind of like the hero a little bit in a few senses here. So oh, okay. I want to make sure that's portrayed mm, for myself. I, I totally get that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Domino's a very healthy cat. From the time she was a kitten, 
I remember when she was a tiny kitten, she came into our backyard and you like picked her up, scooped her up and like moved her out of the yard. You're like, okay, go back to your home. (laughs) And she kept coming back. And finally we were like, look, she loves us. She's adopting us. And we were like, okay, that's great. And Mia was obsessed with her. She hisses at us. Other than that one time, she doesn't let us touch her or nothing. So we get Momo, who we fall in love with. You especially are like smitten with him. Mm -hmm. Um, You won't change the kitty litter or anything, but you're smitten with him. I said that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You bring this cat into my house. Mm -hmm. I will love it. Right, which was a little bit unfair that I think, that I look back. Fine. Oh, no, but it was. (laughs) Um, But also... She has these kittens. She has two kittens in her first litter, which is very uncommon. But she's tiny. It was her first litter. She um, so she has these two kittens. We name them Thumper and Rory. Well, mm-hmm. Mia names them Thumper and Rory. Thumper from the beginning is thriving. Rory, we can tell, a li- or I could tell a little bit, is not thriving as mm, much. I couldn't. I could. Much smaller, you know, just not thriving as much. Um, anyway comes to a point where Thumper, it has this, I forget what it's called, RSV or RSP or whatever. Something that is incurable unless you get like medication. Rory. You're Rory. Thumper. No, right. no, no. Thumper's great. Yeah. Unless you get medication like on the black market, which is still controversial, there's like no cure for this. I'm like kind of researching it, not really saying anything to anybody. But at the same time, I'm saying to the kids, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, there's an upper respiratory thing going on, whatever. In like two days, this cat goes from pretty healthy to dying. Yep. Which they which is very common with feral kittens. But of course, you know, the kids don't get that. I don't get that. Right, right. <laughs> I knew nothing. I right. knew nothing of anything. Look. I knew he was healthy. I knew he sniffled. We really And did then our, I knew he was dead. No, he didn't sniffle. He was coughing up a lung. But but we we did our best is all I can say. We really did our best with Momo too. So Momo from the time we got him was very sick, whatever. So anyway, I just want people to know we really tried. We spent a ton of money trying to, you know, get them healthy. We spared no expense. We, you know, like I almost want to say to them, like, they died. Can I get my money back now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, okay, no, we did no, it. No, and they said, give us more money so we can take care of this dead cat for you mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of giving us mm-hmm. money back. Yeah, man, it costs $500 to cremate uh, a cat. I fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just want people to know we did not take this lightly. This was a huge deal to us. We are we love animals. This was, I mean, we all mourned completely. Right. Quick story about Rory's death. Mm. Okay. And then we got to move on. We're already 17 minutes in. Yeah, okay. All right. So it was, so he was, like you said, it was two days later. He wasn't doing as well as we would have hoped or I thought he was doing. And it was like, what, 10, 11 o'clock at night, and you fa- I was going to bed. You found him and rushed him into the car because he wasn't breathing, right? Is that Well, he was breathing very heavily. So Mia and I took him into the car. We were going to take him. I called my friend who's a vet, who's an angel, and I'm like, it, you know, is, is there a 24-hour, you know, is there a 24-hour vet place I can take him? So she tells me where to go, whatever. It's like a half hour away. I'm like, I don't think he, he's going to make it a mm. half hour. He. Yeah, and he dies. Right. So you, yeah, you bring him in the car. Mia's holding him. Mm-hmm. He dies in the car. Mm-hmm. You turn around, come home. The and kids are traumatized. Mia comes upstairs screaming, Dad, Rory's dead. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I jump out of bed. I go downstairs, and yes, you put him on the grass, and he is dead. So I wrap him up, put him into a box, and I'm like, All right, we'll take care of this in the morning. I put him in the garage. And the next morning, you know, we, we're going to bury him. We're going to do a memorial service for the cat. I dig in, you know, like a nice four foot, you know, hole in the ground. I put him in. I cover everything up. And then that night, of course, we have this huge thunderstorm. It rains, you know, you know whatever. It's like that scene in Vacation with uh, Aunt Edna. What do you mean? Where they put the umbrella over her. Oh, when she's sitting on the top of the car. Yeah, she's sitting yeah, on the top right, of the car. Right. So it's getting, right. So the next day, you said, oh, the vet called. Uh, they need the cat. They need Rory because when he was sick, he was there. He bit the technician. They had to check him for rabies. That was the next morning after the thunderstorm, after I buried him. So the next morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm digging him out. I, 
everything's wet. The box that he was in is soaked. I got a, I have a bag. I got a, a shovel. I got to put the, I, I try to pick it up with the shovel and put it into the bag without touching anything. And I'm at the vet the next morning. Like it was just, this whole thing was an emotional mess. It was, everything about this whole thing was just a mess. Mm-hmm. A mess. It was a disaster. A mess. And they're leaving in five days, all I, of them. And, and at the same time, the kids are beyond crying, sad. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we're freaking out because we're like, okay, look, obviously this is traumatic, but also they're leaving and like, fuck. So, you know, uh, yes. Yeah, so that was the first thing was Rory's death. And Momo followed not long after that where he just got so sick that we took him on July 4th to the vet, and the vet was like, you got to put him down. Yeah, like he, was, he wasn't he was walking. He right. was limping. He was the whole thing. He has had seizuring. Okay, yeah. beyond that, people know, I think because we've mentioned it before, that Mia was going to like a pre-college oh, program. We were over the cats? We're over the cats. Okay, let's I mean, a- not over the cats, but. No, we we're done with the cats for the episode. I think so. Okay, well, t- let's take a break. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, we'll be right back. Okay. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So last bit about the cats before we move on. Thumper's doing amazing. Domino's doing amazing. They play with each other. She's still young. They're mom fu- and son. Yeah, they they fight like for fun. Like they they play. They do the whole thing. Thumper loves me more than everybody else, probably. True. While you guys were away this past week, and I was alone home with Thumper, he was. We were bonding. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, they're but, doing great. So we have two of four. 50 percent <laughs> right but we did our best we really did i just want people to know that All right well so they say what two out of three ain't bad so we're doing okay yeah we're yeah <laughs> we did our best right so um, two out of four is just okay right All but right, it has been on. you know a, a real process it has been you know a shit show kind of with all of that uh okay but yeah so, so our our actual human kids right we'll talk about them yeah too. that's now we haven't gotten there yet <laughs> right so Mia, everybody knows who listens to our other podcast episodes. She was going to a pre-college program. Um, every you know, people who listen, who are loyal listeners of the podcast, know that Mia is a phenomenal kid. She mm-hmm. really is. She's come out on the podcast. She's talked about her neurodiversity on the podcast, like everything. With all of that, I mean, especially you know the ADHD and everything, comes a more difficult part of Mia which she will talk about on her own you know which is the you know she uh has trouble in a lot of situations she um has in the past very much like opted out of situations that were hard you know and and she loves to be home and all of this stuff this pre-college program that I found for her she had agreed to do she was like yeah it looks great you know it was bunch of neurodiverse kids all coming together and learning how to prep for college. It was really a fantastic program. Um, Mia was in a place where she was sort of like, I, I started a new school this year. Rory died, you know, all this stuff. Like I, you know, and she never said she didn't want to go away, but in her mind, I think she was like, I want to be home. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, I think we said before, just to reinstate everything that we're saying, Mia is totally comfortable with us talking about. Absolutely. And I actually and just asked her before yeah, this. I just want to make sure right. that everybody knows right. that and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I know that the people who are listening, who are loyal listeners, love Mia mm-hmm. and they know she's a great kid. But look, she struggles with things. You know, she struggles with... Uh, being in social situations, obviously, like she struggles, you know, she struggles with a lot. However, this was kind of beyond that. So she goes to this program, which is in New Hampshire. It's a wonderful program. I, I drive her to New York. She gets on the van. They take her. I think from the second she got there, she was like, fuck this. I don't want to be here. Uh-huh. 
It was all in her mind. Like, was, I just want to be home. I don't want to do this. I want to do my thing. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and it was, in a sense, like, you know, she, look, she always calls herself an advocate and she's the type of person who wants to help people and whatever. In her doing that, she sort of was bringing the whole vibe of the program down because she was not wanting to participate in activities. She was going to her room and sitting in her room and she was emailing us. I don't want to be here. I hate this place. You can't keep me here. Like it was really bad. And we had spent a shitload of money for her to go. Mm -hmm. And she had been like, yeah, I want to go. So it wasn't like we were pushing her to go. And she said, I don't want to. But something happened in that in those few days that she was just sort of like, you can't, I'm not going to be here. I want to be home and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get myself home. Mm -hmm. So she emails us the first time and I'm sort of like, okay, she's been to sleepaway camp before and had some homesickness and then she's been great. Right. Yeah, the, the first time was the first day, by the way. Right. It wasn't like a few days No, no, later. no. The first yeah. day she was like, I'm homesick. And then she loved sleepaway camp. So the first time she emailed, I was like, okay, she's going to be okay. Like, this is normal, you know? Then she starts sending emails of why she thinks the place is unsafe and all these very kind of manipulative tactics to try to get home. And but, she will and, tell you this. If I brought yeah. her in here right now, she would tell you the exact same thing. Right. And, and not even just unsafe because that's not that's not even fair to say. But it was more like spoiled. That's what it wasn't unsafe. It was, no, it's not a at college all. dorm. Yeah. People live there all year. No, 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 no. It was just like this weird place that she went to that she just became this spoiled, you know, rotten like I, you know, like I'm better than this place for mm -hmm. some reason, mm -hmm. kind of weird thing, mm -hmm. which is so unlike her. So unlike her. But yet at the same time, she is a little bit like, look, we always have trouble with getting her motivated to do things, getting her, you know, she she is very comfortable in her room watching her shows on TikTok, doing whatever she wants, you know, whatever she wants to do. And especially, I think, with the pandemic in a lot of ways, it exacerbated all of that for her, for all the kids, right? They got very comfortable being home, mm -hmm. being in their, you know, and even though she's been into sleepaway camp since then, I think there's a little bit of her that was like, I just want to be home. Right. Well, I think it's more, for, you know, for those kids who thrive in those environments of wanting to be a home alone, possibly there are other kids who need, you know, social mm -hmm. interaction. Sure. Who were distraught from being home without that, you know, interaction mm -hmm. might have had their own issues. But this is, you know, the mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that that's understood, too. You know. Oh, definitely. And we and so by the third day that she's texting us. I'm like, Ad, we got to just go get her. She's bringing the whole vibe of the camp down. It's not fair. you know. I, I know I know what we means. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So I'm like, we need to pick her right, up. Of course. Mm -hmm. we, yeah, we need to. Right. And you stepped up. You stepped up and without you, hesitation, by the way. Without I just want to throw that out there. You were wonderful. All right. So first, I dug the hole. I buried Rory. Oh, we Second, heard that I dug her back. Okay. Up. I dug him back up. Okay. Meanwhile, Third. I'm the one who rushed Rory to the vet. Okay, so to the animal is, hospital. No, this is about my. Oh, this is Adam's episode. <laughs> this is Adam's heroic episode. Right. Yeah, she. Um. So I said to him, like, look, you gotta just go get her because whether or not she's going to weather this storm, she's gonna bring everybody down with her. No, we knew. If even if she could get past this, it's not fair. We have to go get her. We don't want to, but we have to do it. It's not fair to the people that are at this, uh, at the campus with her. It's not fair to the other students. Not fair to the teachers or mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. counselors, whatever they're totally. called. Totally, it's not fair to anybody. We need to go get her. Mm -hmm. We. So you wake up. <laughs> you drive to New Hampshire. Was it I five hours? Yeah, it was like a five-hour trip up there. I was there for about ten minutes when I. Found her. She came and gave me this big hug. We'll get into all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and another about five and a half hours back home. It was like an 11 hour day of just driving. Yeah. And I think you said to her when she was there, like, don't text mom. Well, what I said was, I guess we'll get into it now. What I said was we, we spoke for about five minutes for the whole trip home, the five and a half hour trip home. And number one, it was because 
I don't want to have a conversation with her and then bring her home and then do it again when you're there. So her, her initial reaction, her initial response to me was, are you mad? Are you upset? How's mom? And I said, listen, we are very upset and concerned about the situation. If there's a way we can spin this into a positive somehow, some way, I don't have ideas. I don't even know yet. But if there's a way we can turn this into a positive, we'll, we'll all be okay. But this can't continue. And we'll discuss it when we get home. And then that was kind of it. She put her AirPods in and I listened to my podcasts in the car and I drove home and then we all talked. You know, so that was kind of the extent of the conversation that I had with her alone because I just didn't want to do it twice. Like it was too much. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. For her too. Like I didn't want to overwhelm her, Mm -hmm. overbearing, like, you know, do this where she becomes defensive. Yeah, she walked into the house after that like, hey, I'm home, expecting everyone to be like, hey, sweetie, we're so happy to see you. And I was like, you need to give me time. You know, like, you really need to give me some time. Because the parents out there who have kids who go, I don't care if it's a tournament for sports or a sleepaway camp or a school trip or whatever, you know what is entailed in all of that. Besides the cost the forms you fill out, the research you do to make sure, you know, that it's the right fit or whatever. The medical, for, you know, the, the doctor's visits because you have to get all of that done. Um, you know, the packing, the buying for the packing, the making sure you have everything they need for the packing. Like any parent who's ever packed for their kids for anything or sent their kids anywhere knows it is a fucking process, right? So... You know, I had spent all this extra time. Like I was like, she loves to make bead bracelets. I want to buy her enough beads for all the kids to make bracelets with her. Like I was just, I put so much time and energy into Mm -hmm. all of this. Yeah. No, when anybody who, who has sent their kids to sleepaway camp or even, you know, day camp or whatever, you know, when you say, how much does this camp cost? Add a thousand dollars. Yeah. Some camps, 5000 Okay, fine. We don't do that. But. Add thousands of dollars to yeah. the price. That's what it costs. Not what they tell you it costs because of all this mm-hmm. shit that you're talking about. Yeah, and it's not just the cost. It's the time. So I knew, you know, so I was sort of like, oh, my God, I spent this fucking last week. I didn't work. I didn't pay attention to my other kids. Like, nothing. I just packed for you. And, you know, a little bit like you didn't even give it 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you decided before. 24 hours were even up that you were coming home. So she didn't even give it a chance. It wasn't like she called us a week in. So later that night, basically, I couldn't wait any longer. And I just basically was like, I I just kind of gave it to her. I was just kind of like, look, you know, this was not acceptable. You know, this was not acceptable. None of it was acceptable. And you brought the whole vibe of the camp down. These are other neurodiverse kids who are struggling and you probably made it harder for them. Like everything that was on my mind, I did not filter. I was just like, you're going to, you're maybe you can't go to college near. I don't know. Like I didn't know. I was so scared of what this meant. And she kind of like looked at me different for that first time. Right. She was sort of like, she went from, hey, guys, I'm home to, oh, shit, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, she, what does that mean? Right, like, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? And she went up to her room that night. She said she tossed and turned all night. She woke up the next morning. I swear to God, and you can <laughs> you vouch for this, yeah. a different fucking person. Mm-hmm. This, like, overachieving, overdoing trying so hard mm-hmm. to like when I said on the way home the day before, like if we can spin this into a positive instead of what this is, we'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she must've thought about that all night 
and all the things like she woke up and was like uh, she was doing laundry she didn't ask she didn't she didn't say the dishwasher it, it was like we woke up who knows what 6 30 7 o'clock the dishwasher was cleaned the, the laundry hip was like she was up at five o'clock doing things mm-hmm. around the house she like that's her alarm now yeah mm-hmm. like just ready to do ready to change ready to move mm-hmm. forward yeah, something sparked. I don't know what it was, but something sparked. And look, she still has her... She's always going to have her social struggles. She's always going to have those other things. But something clicked. And, you know, since that day, it has been... I don't... I, I hate to say, you know, when I talk to my friends about it, who know and love Mia, and, you know, so we talk about it. I don't want to say that it was... I, I'm, I'm happy she left. I'm obviously not happy she... Like... I would have loved for her to have like texted me and been like, mom, this is great. I love it. I'm learning all these things about college. And part of it that I talked to my therapist about is that like, you know, we do so much to prepare her even more for her life experiences, right? Like we go the extra mile in so many ways because she does have a lot of, uh, what's the word? I, you know, I, I hate to say I don't know, issues. I, I don't know what it is. You know, that make it a little more challenging to get her to the same place that other kids are, are mm-hmm. heading. So, you know, I, I don't want to say like, uh, I don't know how to say this. She She's still going to have issues, right? She still has her, her social stuff, her academic stuff. Everything is, is a little bit of an issue. However... Now she's of the mind frame of, okay, I'm ready to do the work. Mm-hmm. Whereas before she was like, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to have to do the extra mile. Now she's like, I want to do the extra mile, which is great timing because she is finding what she wants to do with the next few years of her life. You know, she's going to be a senior in high school. But yeah, I mean, there was no, we, we had no idea what's going to happen with college. Is she really going to go? Is she really yeah. ready for this? And we still don't really of, know. Of course we don't. But what she's shown since she's been home for the last few weeks, she's doing the research. She's doing the tours. She's done, you know, Zoom. She's looking at all the websites. She's, you know, actively trying to find the right place for herself where before it was on you. Mm-hmm. And now she's trying to do it herself. Yeah. All these things, you know. So was it the right decision to pick her up? I mean, the way, you know, to look back on it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so. I don't know what would have happened if it went the other way, like you said, and she loved it. And, it, you know, who you know who knows? Mm-hmm. But it seems like we're in the right direction. Yeah. You know? I, I think so, too. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I often say, like, I've said it before, I'm not a helicopter mom. I'm not the type of mom who, like, hovers over my kid. I'm like, okay, you fell down. Fucking get over it. It's fine. But I do feel like I'm sort of like the strategic life planner. Like I'm really big on experiences, maybe to a fault, which I'm realizing, right? Like maybe to a fault. And a lot of the experiences I had growing up that brought me out of my comfort zone really impacted me. Like they pushed me. Sleepaway camp. I went to Mexico City when I was a teenager and Stayed with a host family, you know, I went to a high school with 80 kids, but then I went to a college with 30,000 kids. Like a lot of the experiences that I had really pushed me out of my comfort zone and I took advantage of them. Trust me, I was a fucked up kid in a lot of ways. So I'm not saying like, oh, I was great. And she's like, look, there's a lot of struggles my parents had with me that I don't have with Mia or we don't have with Mia. Well, I mean, you could say that for both of us. I mean, you know, I was never an academic, you know, overachiever or even achiever in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I would have failed out of high school had not my parents been able to send me to, you know, that boarding, boarding school. school right? I had to be sent away and stay at the school to be away from my area. So I would be able to graduate and I did. And then I went to college and I not, I don't even want to say I didn't fail out. I went to two classes in six months, so I didn't even fail out. I just didn't, I just had to leave. There was no reason for me to be there. So we both had those experiences. You know, I, I was at, I was at sleepaway school. <laughs> I was at sleepaway camp. I I was out of college in six months. Like, mm-hmm. we've both seen it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, part of this has shown me, like, look, you can offer your kids opportunities. 
what they do with it is their own responsibility. And thinking, you know, we're giving them the opportunities that are geared for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we were giving Mia the exact perfect opportunity for her specifically. Same for Ian. Same for Jonah. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought with all the research that we both did for their <laughs> summer experiences. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Your research is really going. And I was like, here's what they're doing. Right. So for all the research that you did for them specifically and individually, we thought that they were going to have this perfect summer experience for them specifically. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I just think that, you know, here's the thing is that none of it went as planned. Right. So Ian, as we said, you know, so two out of three didn't go as planned. Yeah, I guess. So, Ian... Um, Are we getting well, into Ian? A little bit. Okay, because I have to pee. So, oh, okay. we have, I think we're ready for another break. Okay. All right. We'll be right oh, back. I can't believe how much we still have to do. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, uh, uh, well, we got to do it. We I do don't it. even want... No, we'll just do it this episode. We got to do it. We I'm not going to say we're doing another... No, no, no. Yeah. We got to do okay. it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. We're going to give a brief overview. Yeah. Ian went on a teen tour. <laughs> he went by himself, which was really, really brave. Didn't bring a friend, nothing. Right. So it's a California teen tour. There was, what, 35 kids? He, no, was... no, 50 kids. Oh, 50? But only 10 boys, 40 girls. Right. Okay. So when, when I learned about that, I was a little concerned. Um, you know, you never know the makeup of the like what it's going to be. And at this age, you know, kind of the girls sort of stay together. The boys sort of stay together. So he went and a lot of the boys already knew each other. Um, it was hard. He, it was hard. And we got a lot of texts, him feeling like he was left out and it was hard it was a really hard situation yeah that's putting it lightly okay there was a lot of more emotional intense texting going on we didn't sleep right we didn't sleep for two weeks um and he got home and he said mom i don't know why i thought i could do that i don't know why i thought i could go by myself on a teen tour for two weeks not knowing anybody and be okay and my first thought was, well, you could have. Had there been 25 boys and 25 girls and a few of the boys knew each other and you could have gone to these other boys, you know, whatever, like it, it would have been different. It was a shitty circumstance, mm-hmm. which you never know. Again, you never know what you're going to get. But I also said, you did do it. You got on the plane. You did all of the things. He loved the activities. They surfed in San Diego. They went white water rafting. On the American River, they, you know, they did a lot of really awesome things that he loved. The social aspect was hard. And that was the aspect that we were really hoping he would love because he's had some, you know, middle school sucks, right? Well, we had such high hopes for yeah. this. We thought he was going to find his people. We thought he was going to possibly meet a girl. We thought he was going to, like, get into that next level of te- being a teen. Mm. And that's that. That's Safely, where safely being a teen, yeah. Right, you're of course. Tour, that, yeah. I mean, that's where our hopes were and our dreams were for him, mm-hmm. and the opposite kind of happened. And we, we were we were more distraught than we were happy about how things went. Right, you know? and a little bit, you know, I think having your phone when you're away, and I guess they have to let them have their phones because. They're in, you know, God forbid they get lost and they're in the middle of San Diego or, mm-hmm. you know, they have their phones and it's an emergency. However, these kids are using it for way more than emergencies. You know, we hear every single issue that's going on. Yeah. So that's hard. You know, like Jonah was at sleepaway camp and we got one phone call a week. And other than that, he can't have his phone. And, you know, so the, the technology aspect of it all makes it harder. Right. Like when I was in Mexico, when I was uh, in high school, 
I, I, if I called my parents, it was a huge deal. It was like a $25, $30 call. <laughs> I remember when I was in sleepaway camp, I had to sneak into the headquarters and used, there was one payphone on the property. Right, right. Like it's, at 2 a.m., I would sneak into the, and call my parents right. at like 2 a.m. Right. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I loved, I, I wasn't ready. I didn't want to call my parents. I was, you know, but I was a different kind of kid. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard with technology. I think that makes it all harder, especially in these teen torrents. But I was said to him when he came home, he's like, oh, I didn't, I don't know why I thought I could do it. I was like, but you did it, you know, and, and. I guess like one of the takeaways from all of this is that, look, again, you can provide your kids opportunities. You don't know what's going to happen. I think especially after the pandemic and everything, they became resilient in so many ways because they were home and, and, and they, couldn't, they couldn't go anywhere. There were certain ways that they were made to be resilient, but they also got really comfortable being home. I mm-hmm. think that made it harder to leave the nest, especially if you're the type of kid who has anxiety and has social issues and everything. Right. Like I said before, for our kids, they got very comfortable being here, you know, living at home with no worries about where they're going or who they're going with or are they invited or are they not? You know, like none of that was happening for over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm still a big believer in all of these experiences. I do think he got a lot out of it. And when he came home, I was really proud because he wasn't like, I don't ever want to do this again. He was sort of like, when I do it again, here's how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I do want to have a friend. He said he, you know, he'd rather volunteer than go on one of these trips because volunteering, I think maybe you get like a different element of kids or, you know, so he did realize things that he wanted to do, to, to do differently. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, I wanted to call this episode pivot because, look, you can set life up however you want, right? Like you can pl- make all these plans, especially for your kids and have all these hopes and dreams. That does not mean that's going to work out. No, as a matter of fact, the reason that, that I used, that I thought it was a, a great idea to call this pivot, besides the Friends episode, when they were, you know, pivot. One of the best episodes <laughs> ever. We thought we had them all in a direction that was perfect for them, right? So with all the shit that we've been dealing with with them for the past however long, we found, or you found, <laughs> for their summer programs, each individually a specific thing that was perfect for them, right? So we thought. Didn't work out that way. And now we have to kind of pivot and say, oh, wait, why why does that not work that way for them? Why was that not perfect for them? Now how do we have to pivot and make changes and do things differently for the future and help them moving forward? I mean, I have I mean we, by the way, we did not get to any question that you asked me to answer on this thing. So we're going to have to do a part two now Mm-mm. and we have to, Okay. I mean, it, it's just the whole, the whole episode that I have outlined here. We got through my points of the cats and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh-huh. Everything else mm-hmm. is about our pivoting through, you know, what our, what I think our kids need and how it went and all, all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I do think that, like, I learned that redirecting is not a failure, right? Like, when when all this first happened and Mia came home, I was like, holy shit, it's a failure. Mm -hmm. When Ian was texting us when he was away, I was like, holy shit, it's a failure. But now that they're home... And, and one thing I would say is that I'm super happy that we did this at the beginning of the summer, right? That they had these experiences. We did them all in July. And in, in New Jersey, you don't go back to school till the beginning of September. So they did them all, you know, end of June, beginning of July. And then you have the rest of the summer to be like, okay, here's what we need to work on, mm-hmm. right? Obviously with Mia, we, you know, and she knew this. We need to work on independence and we need to work on, you know, how you're 
actions and reactions affect other people and all of that with Ian we we need to work on the fact look he's going to be in high school next year he's going to be in ninth grade we need to work on you know obviously some kind of like how do you deal with things when you're not left out and are you finding the right group of people and how do you find the right group of people like all of these things that had it been the end of August we've been like fuck right like it like it happened and now back to school yeah that would not be okay. Right. So there is something lucky in all of it that it opened our eyes to, I think, things that we weren't considering before. Mm-hmm. We weren't considering the fact that, okay, we're giving them all these opportunities, but they might not work out exactly how we want. And like one of the things is like, I will never again be like, oh, Adam and I are going to be alone for two weeks. Because <laughs> right. then people, when they see you, are like, oh, what are you guys doing with your alone time? And we're like, we're not fucking alone, okay? <laughs> right. They all came home and it sucks. So, you know, there's there's a lot of variables that you don't consider. But yet at the same time, I really do think that they they learned so much and we grew so much. And one of the things that was so amazing about it all is that you really stepped up. Mm-hmm. I sure did. You did. I know. Let's leave for, it on that. No, for the first <laughs> time ever in 22 years, I really felt like I had a partner. I know. I agree with you. <sighs> I'm not saying it that way, but I, I have, I have pages of okay, stuff we'll, we'll, about that. Okay, so we'll, we have to, then we will do a part two. Yeah. But I do. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just saying that arrogantly. And no, like, no, no, I you hear know. you. I yeah. hear you. But I, I do, it is funny, like, when we were, um, when I was planning this episode, and, you know, one of the questions that I asked to both of us is, like, how would you describe this summer? And I felt like, you know, I would equate this summer to, or at least the first half. We still have all of August. It's, it's July 30th, and tomorrow is your birthday, by it the way. Is. Happy birthday. Yep. 35. But I would equate this summer to like a very depressing, troubling episode of the Three Stooges. Like, it's I never watched the Three Stooges. I did. My grandfather. I know loved your grandfather it. loved yeah. it. So I. I can but see it's that, like but slapstick comedy meets This Is Us. Every time we turned a corner, we got hit with a fucking frying pan. Mm-hmm. Like yep. we'd be like, oh, let's we're let's enjoy this time together. And it'd be like, boing, like yeah, two fingers poked in the eye at every turn. Right, yeah. right. We would open the door to like spend some time together and go out and catch our Uber and we'd step in a pile of dog shit. Yeah. It was just like it's it's not funny. But if we don't kind of laugh at it going back, you know, it's like Tom and Jerry when Tom is chasing Jerry with a sledgehammer. But we're Jerry and Tom is just one of our kids like trying to text us when we're trying to enjoy mm-hmm. our. I love the humor you're trying to spin on the situation, but it's no, I no, can't feel I know, it. I know. I'm just not feeling yet, frustration and sadness I know, and like I know. madness and all that stuff. But we went away with my family, not you, but me and the kids this week. Well, Jonah did great. I can't, I'm not even talking about Jonah. He was great. Uh, but Ian, you know, being with his family and everything was very, very, it gave him, I think a confidence that he needed mm-hmm. at this end of the summer. So, all right, so you think we need to do a part two? Uh, we have to. Okay. I have the whole episode okay. laid out for okay, me. Okay, we will. And that's a whole other episode. Okay, yeah. okay. I can't believe we didn't even get there. All right. All right. Well, but good. We have something for next week, so that's great. Okay. Well, next <laughs> week we're away. Oh, right. So Just we might the have five of us. We might have to do it tomorrow on your birthday. Some, <laughs> okay. some mimosas. Right? That's a good way to spend your birthday. We've is. recorded on my birthday many times. Okay. So we can record tomorrow. Many times? The- we've only been doing this for three years. Four years. Oh, four years. Yes. Okay. And I think every birthday we've recorded. And we are finally going away. I know so many people are not able to go away and haven't been away. We haven't been away since pre-pandemic or even a couple of years before that. When was the last time the five of us went on vacation? Well, I think people are going to be disappointed because we told them we were going to go away, just the two of us. We did? Yeah. Remember, when? we were like, oh, we're going to go away, just the two of us. Oh, while that's when I said when we were dropping you off at JFK, I was going to put you on a plane mm. and we're going to go somewhere. Exactly. Right. And you said no. Right. So, no. well, I do think the kids really need this as much as we do. I think we all need it yeah. together. Yeah. 100%. And just the five of us need to be alone, just us, mm-hmm. somewhere. Without a worry, without a whatever. And we are. We're going to the Bahamas next week. Yes. So first time, again, we've been away in a long time. 
Um, but we also will get to be alone together. We have connecting mm-hmm. rooms. There's a teen club. There's water slide. Like, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. Mm, and I'm the excited. kids really need this as wait. much as we do. I can't wait for me. I can't wait for you. I can't wait for the kids. Like, I just can't mm-hmm. wait for this. Agreed. We all need it so yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I think we learned a lot more than we got to today. As you said, we need to do a second episode. <laughs> yeah, so, we do. again, please, if you've enjoyed these recent episodes rate and review we're putting so much time and effort in we love it though it's our favorite thing in the world but it really does help us oh wait can i can i at least do my stats that i have here to get prepared for the next episode sure is that fair of course so this is kind of like the preempt to the next episode of what Mm -hmm. we're gonna kind of talk about ish Mm -hmm. okay so uh, just a few stats that i had here that i thought were fun so according to the huff post 59% 59% of parents think their kids are more spoiled than they were. Do you think our kids are more spoiled? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do. Don't You don't? I mean, we were pretty spoiled, actually. In ways, yes. In ways, no. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. We didn't deal with the pandemic. Okay. That's pretty huge. Yeah, but there was even spoiledness before that. that yeah, but the pandemic went on way longer than we thought, and yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. Okay. All right. Fair. You gov America. About 28% of parents regret having children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we would be so rich. We would be so rich. Right? We would do Can you imagine what we would be doing? We'd be on a yacht. uh, Ritz Carlton just released a yacht collection. We'd be on that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) New York Post. More than 70% of parents think they're better with their kids than their parents were with them. Hmm. I'm not going to ask you how, how you feel. How are you? Fe- how do you I'm feel? I'm not answering that. Not on here. What are you kidding? I'm not going to. I'd say in ways yes and in ways no. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. I think it all makes sense. And um, here, New York Post as well. 59% of Americans lose sleep worrying about their kids' issues every single night. How much? 59%. Uh, that should be a hundred percent. Well, you it's never not, lose any fucking sleep. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> right. But that was a very limited period of time. I've been losing sleep for 17 mm-hmm. years. You've been losing sleep for two weeks. They say um, that a study examining the extent to which parents worry about their children, blah, 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 blah. They spend about five hours and 18 minutes every day worrying about their kids. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Do you, do you time yourself? How often you worry about your kids every day? I, I mean, the, the last couple of years have been more than that. Mm-hmm. But, but but toddler years, maybe. Toddler years, maybe. I probably, you know, like, oh, shit, they're going to fall and scrape their knee. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's what we worry I about wish. these days? I wish. I know. Independent, yeah, dot UK. Most parents have a favorite child, and usually it's the eldest. Mm-hmm. According to a study. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's true for us. I'm just saying that's a study. I mean, I think the last month, if you're going to go on which child was the easiest, our youngest was the easiest. <laughs> I honestly, I do have a favorite child, but, but it changes all, every day. But it's all three of them for different reasons, right? I love them all three the best. Well, so that's not for different. That's reasons. not that favorite child. No, but if you ask me, you know, I think we don't have a favorite child. I think right at this moment we have an easiest child. Yeah, sure, but. Don't say who it is, by the way. Don't give it away. I, I just said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do think that that doesn't necessarily equate with, like, I think my sister has been the easiest child. I don't, I think, I think my parents love her as much as they love us. I don't think she's a favorite over me, and I've certainly been the most difficult. Right. But I also provide something like, the humor and the fun. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't even yeah. think about it as far as easiest. Mm-hmm. I, th- I have a favorite for different things. Mm-hmm. You know, like each one of them is my favorite for certain things. Yeah. You know, but easy sometimes, like sometimes, you know, during this, I was sort of like, oh, no, no. Jonah was the best. Jonah for the was last the best. Few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah gets the award. He, he's the favorite. Right. All in all, be right. all. Right. And all. True. All. True. <laughs> uh, okay. So we, I guess we'll be back finishing this. Yes this week yeah we have to all right all right we love you guys thanks guys thank you for not judging us for our parenting all right have a good week never know you never know (laughs) thanks guys love you love you Bye. bye